Chris Norris. He's with us here. Uh, welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This is the first time I've ever... Not the first time I've ever been on radio, uh, but the first time I've ever been on your show, Joel. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. We we hope that we're gonna we're gonna have to keep you as a regular because <laughs> because now, hey, if if you know if you're if Glenn Stearns can use you, I can certainly use you. Of course, yes. <laughs> so, all right, let's. We're a family show, so we like to get origin stories. Talk about where you grew up, how you got to Erie, and what you what you're up to. Yeah, so I'm originally from, uh, you said, downstate, uh, Sharon, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Actually, I have my Daffin's candy bar here oh, right perfect. now. perfect, yeah. Because uh, you guys were selling them out front, and Daffin's is in Sharon, Pennsylvania. So. Right, and we always talk about how the Mercer County teams are really tough to beat in yes, football. Yes, you know? football. I was not a football player, if you can't tell by my stature, <laughs> but I uh, played baseball in high school, and uh, yeah, it was great. I grew up in the church. I... Had a wonderful um, upbringing and uh, loved everything about Sharon. Still visit there often and uh, came up to Erie, Pennsylvania in 2009. So it's been 10 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. I um, went to Westminster College, four-year degree in broadcast communication. So this is like uh So did you do back. the campus radio show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Checking in with Chucko every... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My nickname was obviously uh, Chuck Norris. So... <laughs> Of course. Right. So uh, I love it. It was checking in with Chucko on the drive home. Uh, I think it was around this time every day. So I, I understand the pressure of this prime time hour. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So broadcasting back then, you got to figure was still heavy into, you know, analog and some digital was coming around at this point. So we were um, doing TV, radio, but like web streaming wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Podcasting wasn't quite that big. You're talking about 2009, right? Two, I was there 05 through, I graduated 2008. So I was there okay, four years. Sure, yeah. So I was kind of coming So out, yeah, like really, right? really Facebook, for example... Yeah. Gosh, that was that was like Harvard and yes, two thousand five. When I was in college was it, when Facebook came, it came out to you, and you had to get approved through like your school, like it was yeah. that approval process. I remember joining a network. Yes. first. Yes, you had, and that would have been like oh eight or oh nine. Yep, yep. So I I was there when Facebook came out, and I'm thankful for that because I I saw the potential. I knew like, well, this is really cool. Um, so after college is when the other social networks started to come out. Yeah. And um, fast forward, I got a job in professional sports here with the Erie Seawolves, which was fantastic. It's what yeah. brought me to Erie. Learned a lot there. Did um, you ever do any uh, on air for the Seawolves? I didn't. You know, I think I, I think Greg Gagne had me jump in for an inning or two. Okay, uh, here and there, but not regularly. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was uh, doing uh, entertainment there, basically, like. All this like, were you on like the wireless mics? Hey, oh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna I have never people actually, in sacks or something like. That. Yeah, I didn't actually have to do flippers, that, but I was coordinating all those zany okay. antics that happened between innings. Uh, lots of fun. I was teaching teenagers how to, um, you know, dance on dugouts. Like my staff, my wolf pack. Oh yeah, you know, we call them. Yeah, I was teaching them. If you can imagine how. Well, to do yeah, and again, they dancing. The, 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 what is that? Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. I learned so there's, that one. There's an absolute dance for that. Oh, yeah. We learned the Cotton Eye Joe. We learned Thriller. We learned all kinds of crazy stuff. So that was an interesting chapter in my life. Wouldn't <laughs> trade it in for anything because I loved thriller it. Dance. Thriller, yeah. I was so proud of myself. I learned Thriller. Just don't fall off of the yeah, dugout. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, did that for a couple seasons. And then um, that's when I really got my feet wet with social media because they okay. weren't... Uh, they hadn't really adopted uh, social media yet as an, mm -hmm. as an organization. And I got them set up with Facebook uh, and started to do some strategy for them and figure out how we could uh, really just connect with the fans. Sure. And um, that was my first real like, here, Chris, get us going on social media. 
And uh, from there, of course, my I, favorite is the Seawolf selfie. Yes, Seawolf you know, classic. Hashtag, hashtag Seawolf, Seawolf selfie. selfie. Yes, yeah. yeah, that was a thing. And um, so yeah, did that. Went to Mercier's for uh, several years. That's when things really exploded for me as far as social media, because by then you had. Uh, Instagram was new. Twitter Mm. was also starting to come, uh, become more popular. Snapchat, they all just exploded while I was in college. And what a better place to be for me than a college, because you're around 18 to 22 year olds that are using these platforms every day, all day. So I learned a lot while I was at Mercyhurst about the ways in which each social network functions individually. You know, they're not all the same, obviously. So great experience at Mercyhurst. Uh, and then recently brings you up to where I'm at now mostly. And, uh, I'm on my own doing my own social media consulting and managing. So wow, life is good. It's, it's a job that didn't exist when you left college. Correct. It was a job that like, you know, the uh, assistant manager or the owner was doing in their quote unquote free time because it wasn't a big deal. In fact, when I started at Mercier's, it wasn't an individual job. It was part of a job, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, do this, do this. And also you're responsible for social media. So it was kind of right. integrated into my work. Whereas nowadays I encourage small businesses or any corporation, uh, to really dedicate a single human being to doing that work. Cause you could easily account 40 hours, if not more a week to reaching customers and reaching your audience Unreal. through social networks. Well, yeah. we need, we need to talk about through all of this, but let's get, let's get kind of get a primer in this. And if you want to ask Chris a question, I mean, honestly, uh, folks, what we're doing in this next hour, the, the billionaire spending millions on. So, uh, so <laughs> you, you, no. <laughs> you haven't seen no, that. No, Glenn is listening. I'm waiting for the check to show up in my mail. <laughs> That's awesome. Six, seven, nine, 10, 80. We can take a phone call or a text on that. Six, seven, nine, 10, 80. We're talking about social media. Let's talk about, uh, and I've got uh, on a website here, the 21 most popular social media sites this year. So Facebook, uh, 2.23 billion monthly active users unreal i yeah. mean again it's the biggest social media site around the world two billion people use it there are 65 million businesses using facebook pages more than six million advertisers advertising their business and so let's talk about facebook because that's the big kahuna um what do you like about facebook as far as and, and again this is different than what you know, me sharing a picture of me and my grandson, or this is being using Facebook strategically to, to, to brand your business or yourself. Right. So talk about that. Talk about first that difference of using social media versus like the casual use of it. Well, we've seen specifically Facebook evolve so much since its adoption. And like you said, mid 2005, 2006 was when it really burst onto the scene. And we've seen so many different iterations of it, right? Some people, I like to go back and look at like what the news feed used to look like. like oh my God. You know what I mean? Like it used yes. to just be pictures of everyone's kids and dogs and food. And now it's so much different. It has become like a media behemoth because there's everything on there. Mm. Uh, as far as like your news feeds have become yeah. cluttered with information. So what I like about it though, is what you just said, everyone has Facebook. I mean, some people actually that I've worked with don't, they think social media is Facebook. You know, I say, what is your social media strategy? Oh, I have a Facebook page. What else do you have? Well, I have social media. I have Facebook. It's like, they think Facebook is social media. And that's great because, uh, you know, 
everybody uses it. Your grandparents, your mom, your kids, uh, maybe not so much. There's definitely a, an age shift now. We've seen less uh, early young adopters of Facebook because they know mom and dad are watching, right? right? So, But that's what I love about it. You can cast a pretty wide net as far as audience. If If you're a small business and you're like, where do I start? I would say, well, where are your people hanging out? And most of the time, a good majority of your audience is on Facebook, depending on what your niche product or service is. Well, let, me, let me ask you kind of an even more basic or macro question. Do, do most consumers, most users of Facebook that, you know, that are there for whatever reason, inspiration or connecting with friends or whatever, do they even want to have content come uh, from a commercial concern or a nonprofit? That's a great question. I would say they've become exhausted by the information overload that's in their feed. I mean, there are certain organizations and nonprofits that I want to see in my feed, but I don't ever see them because unfortunately, and this is what a lot of people don't realize is Facebook controls what you see. <laughs> I hate the word control, but it is. It's the, yeah. it's an algorithm that we don't have time to explain how it works, but right. essentially Facebook, because there's so much stuff being sent out to Facebook, all the accounts you follow, let's say each of them post two or three times a day, that's so much content coming through your feed. So when you're scrolling through your feed, you're not getting to see everything you might want to see. Yeah, there's very few things that I've actually liked. Exactly. And so, uh, and I have maybe seven, 800 friends. I I barely see any of them. Now, yeah. that's, that's not to say that this silly... Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, chain letter yeah. that, you, you know, the Facebook's only blocking you to 25 friends. That's not true. Right. right. Uh, nothing, none of that is true. Do not send me another one of those yes. deals. But, but all that to say is that there's only so much capacity. I'm giving Facebook a limited amount of time and I'm only scrolling a limited amount of space. And so yes. I'm just going to see certain things. Exactly. The algorithm kind of controls that. And that's just because there's just been so much um, posts, I guess, yeah. for lack of better words, that people have become overwhelmed. So Facebook has kind of throttled. Basically, if you typically like the best way I can explain the algorithm to people is if they can, you know, maybe. And this only this. does this apply to both commercials and individuals? Yeah. So like okay. tonight, if you open up your feed and you scroll through it, and then you go to bed, and then tomorrow your friend says, did you see the picture of my my son taking his first steps? Okay. And you say, no. And they say, well, I posted it on my Facebook feed. Well, here's how you can reply to that person who's irate that you didn't see their kid take his first steps. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, depending on your perspective, what you interact with the most on Facebook, that is how they control what you see in your feed. So for me, I like baseball. So when I scroll through my Facebook feed, I'm a sucker for pictures of hot dogs and ballparks and, you know, anything, anything related that reminds me of baseball. So wow. the more I interact and like that stuff, comment on it, share it, uh, expand my, my followers and to following more baseball related stuff. Facebook knows this guy, we need to show him more baseball stuff. That's so, really right. amazing. So it the sounds more you creepy, engage but it's, it's, yeah, it's not, exactly. it's, so, it's actually... The trying more, to be helpful. Right. The more cat videos you like, the more memes you share, that signals to Facebook, okay, we're going to show you more of that. So that could be why you don't always see your friend's stuff. Yeah. Um, now, there's a huge shift that happened in 2018 where Mark Zuckerberg, after mm -hmm. all the breaching of security and data, he made a pretty bold statement that he was going to shift kind of the way Facebook worked. And he was going to make it more about, I believe he said, meaningful interactions. Right. 
which was bad for brands and pages because what he was basically saying was they're going to adjust the algorithm to show people less of your uh, promotional stuff and show more of the baby pictures and the dog pictures. So right. now it's even harder for pages, business pages, uh, brands to get in front of audiences like the three of us because Facebook has actually shifted the way their algorithm works to show more of the meaningful interactions, to take away a little bit of the the salesiness of Facebook and make it back to being more about like social media and socializing with each other. Okay, Chris. So, um, you know, what about this concept of like becoming famous uh, on uh, Facebook or whatever? I mean, I mean, how how does a how does a small business and is it even important to get lots? And like we we're still trying to get to our thousandth like we're close. Right. Maybe this will happen this weekend. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And of course, we haven't been that hard. Right. Working on it, you know. Well, I there used to be a huge emphasis on likes. That was the thing. You measured yeah. your success on how many of those little thumbs were showing up for your page. You know, hey, the thousandth like, we are going to give away a free, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it was a big deal. But I really try to tell people not to focus on the likes anymore. Uh, because what is the value of a like? It, it's literally just a number next to your profile. Oh, we have a mm-hmm. thousand likes. What does that mean? You know, does that translate to dollars and sales and website views? Not always. I want people to take more of a quality than quantity approach to how okay. they as- associate their social media. If they have 50 likes, but those 50 people are their brand advocates, they comment on everything you share, they share your mm-hmm. live feed, they are your advocates, then that is to me way more valuable. You got 50 people that are singing your praises as opposed to a thousand people. And like we talked about with the algorithm, those thousand people, it's great, but it's not even guaranteed that those thousand people are going to see your messaging in the first place. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And again, um, there, there are different parts of Facebook too. So you got to think about it this way. When we go live here on Talk Erie, some people get like a little ding on their phone. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 I mean, it's like it, Facebook favors certain activities that a brand or an influencer would do. Yes, they do. And, you know, the biggest thing I've seen in the last year has been the shift toward Facebook groups because Facebook is almost like, it almost seems like they're self-admittedly saying our newsfeed has become very, very crowded yeah. and there's nothing we can do because a lot of the reason their newsfeed is crowded is because people are paying for ads. Mm. That's a huge source of their revenue. So they're not going to tell people stop paying to get in front of people uh, on their newsfeed, but they have really put an emphasis on Facebook groups. So I would actually encourage people if they're just starting a business or they're you know rethinking how they do social media, before they jump right into having a Facebook page, think about maybe the advantage to having a group. The best and that is directly opposite what we learned, you know, five, six years exactly. ago. Exactly. Groups were like these little niche communities where, you know, if you were in one, you hardly ever checked it. In mm-hmm. fact, I go back and look at some of the groups I'm in now. And some of them go back as far as like college. And I'm like, I don't even remember joining that group. Mm -hmm. But now Facebook has really, uh, really amped up the functionality and the tools in groups. The best way to compare pages in groups, the best comparison I have that I heard is a lot of people struggle. What's the difference? Imagine your Facebook page is like your front yard of your house. You've got your house is all pretty. It's decorated for the holiday. Your grass is cut. That's what you want people to see when they drive by. Yeah. But. Facebook groups is like what's happening in the backyard. Mm. People are hanging out. You're standing around the barbecue. You're hanging out by the pool. Your friends are there. 
you're conversing with one another. Nobody sees that maybe when they drive by, but if you invite them in through the front door and say, hey, welcome to our home. That's really where the social stuff is happening. Yes, go hang out in the backyard with yeah. all, all of our other quote-unquote so, so, friends. So, so like, let's take the, the show, for example, because we don't have a group yet. But if people really wanted to check in with me, if, if you know, like if for the show itself, be a Joel Natale show group, that would be a way that they could really have interaction with me vis-a-vis, you know, me posting announcements. Hey, uh, Chris Norris is going to be on the air today. Uh, Hugh Hewitt has got this guest tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. Correct. And the great thing about groups is whatever you post to that group, everyone in that group will see it. As opposed to the Talk Eerie page, if you were to post, yeah. you know, Chris they, is coming. Nobody sees it unless exactly. I spend money on it. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. But the groups are nice because yeah. it's literally like sending out a, a group text message to all your friends and fans. It's and then really they can can share that out to their, their mm-hmm. friends and family, which again, going back to what Mark Zuckerberg announced in 2018, there's probably more merit in you getting people to share your promotions with their friends rather than you trying to share it from the talk eerie page. Interesting. Like word of mouth marketing will always be the best marketing. And that's kind of what we've seen with the adoption of these groups. It's like brands, pages, businesses have, are able to form groups with their best customers Mm -hmm. or their best fans and get the message out that way and say, Hey, share the love with your friends and family. We've got a sale coming up this week and we have a special guest coming in. And that's really more effective than trying to do it yourself because Facebook has done a a nice job in using groups to spread the message more than the pages. You could really see why Facebook is the big kahuna because they've got, they've, they've tried to cover all of these different parts of how people use yeah. the social media system, the the whole thing. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you about being an influencer. Let's say, uh, okay, Karen, uh, jump on the, the, you know, maybe you wanted, you know, to do personal training just as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to, or, or, or Karen, let's talk about Karen Squared, okay? You've got your video blog, all right? And that's on YouTube. But 50 subscribers. If you, you 50 subscribers. <laughs> but like, you know, but Facebook would be a great way to, to promote, you know, their content, their inspirational content that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having this Facebook group. Well, when we made the Karen Squared Facebook page, we tried to make it a group, but we're so technology stupid. We actually did a <laughs> vlog about how stupid we are. Challenge, we, challenge. We couldn't figure out how to make the page a group because my son told us to do that, but yeah. I couldn't figure it out. So we just made it. Just it just lets page. you do another group that's connected to the page. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. You could always go back and create a group. And recently Facebook lets you connect. Like change the page to a group? No, you can now create a group that lives under the page. It's a subset of the group. Uh, Right. You used to not be, you used to only be able to create a group as a person, but now they've let businesses create and interact as their business instead of the person. So you could go in and create a group uh, under your business business or, or vlogging name mm-hmm. and interact with people that way. Oh yeah. You can go back and do that. It's, it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, the, so, the, so the, here's some ladies yeah. that are creating <laughs> uh, inspirational content awesome. for well, other ladies, yeah. for other ladies, mostly, right? Whoever wants, whoever to wants to watch. <laughs> yeah. Again. So there's folks that are, that are wanting to be influencers. They're wanting to kind of 
uh, you, I mean, not just for the for for the joy of sharing with other people. Yes, love and, it. You know, and uh, and you know, you think about uh, YouTubers that you know want to give cosmetic tips or yep. or or I, I guess I guess is it YouTube that really is the place where a lot of people are living. I I, I ran into a, a fella on Wednesday who's got this amazing uh, daily devotional on YouTube, nice. you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, is that seems to be where that is. YouTube living. is really powerful. YouTube is like the second most used search engine besides Google. So most people go to Google, obviously, and type in their question. But the second place they go is YouTube. Um, You can literally find just about anything even on YouTube because we live in this video-centric world now where... I would rather watch a how-to video on mm -hmm. how to cook something for dinner than read a blog post. Right. So yes, YouTube is a powerful tool, especially for getting the message out. Um, it's connected to YouTube or it's connected to Google. So the keywords that you add to your videos help. Welcome, Chris Norris. Thanks for being with us, Chris. We're we're learning a lot already here and uh, halfway through the conversation, we've been kind of going over all the top social media sites. Of course, the the behemoth is Facebook, 2.23 billion monthly active users. I'm going to run through these real quick and we'll come back at them. Like you said, YouTube, 1.9 billion monthly active users and, and uh, like you said, the, the second largest search engine. So yeah. people are just searching, you know. Yeah, it's like every song yeah, is, on, is YouTube. on YouTube. I I observe. I like to observe, and please don't find this creepy. But I like to observe how other people. If I see them pull out their phone, I like to see. Okay, I wonder. I want to see how they use their mobile device. Yeah, and my um, brother in law's kids. Uh, I watch them. They're teenagers, and yeah. I watched them one time. Every time they pulled out that phone, man, the first thing app they opened was YouTube. And, and what they, are they looking for? Everything. They're looking for music. They're looking for uh, tutorial videos. They're looking for anything and everything. And I said to them, I'm like, do you guys use any app, but YouTube? They're like, no, they, I mean, they like to sit there and watch other people play video games. You know, that is the most insane <laughs> right? thing, but that's, that's, that's it. They use it as a search engine, you know, in the same way that we use Google or Alexa or Siri, yeah. they use YouTube to search out information. WhatsApp is the number three, 1.5 billion. Again, um, I used that when my, when my daughter was in Italy and instead of buying an international calling card, yep. um, we that. just we were able to talk, and it was it was as as if you know she was in the states. It was amazing. Um, number four, Messenger, one point three. Wait, Zuckerberg has his has hands in everything. Yeah. So those those last two there are also owned by Facebook. Yeah, WhatsApp. Facebook and messenger. messenger yeah mm -hmm. and you could talk over messenger now right yeah you can do video calls have you have you done any commercial use of messenger uh i have run facebook uh campaigns through messenger before where you can wow. actually uh show up you can target people's basically messenger app so that when they're scrolling through the messages you can place an ad in front of I them through message yeah yeah i did notice that that comes up as a, as a uh, option yep. when we're buying ads for yep. the radio station uh wechat 1.06 billion again it's a it's a just like whatsapp and messenger instagram yeah 1 1 billion monthly active users now i've I've tried Insta. It's like I never have good enough images. Do you really need to have a decent image to post on Instagram? You don't anymore. Uh, it is obviously image driven. I mean, it's it's Instagram. That's what it started with. People love to be able to take a picture, add a fancy filter, and make themselves look like photographers. Right. 
those people that are still able to have high-end photography, I think, still excel on Instagram because nothing makes you stop your scrolling than a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. But now that everyone's got these, it doesn't limit you to the kind of photography you can really accomplish with your cell phone and all the apps to edit them. Uh, But no, I've seen a lot of people using Instagram also lately, including myself, just to create graphics that contain, you know, infographics, if you will, just a couple lines of text with a short uh, bit of information that provide people tips or tricks. Uh, But you don't, gone are the days of only being on Instagram if you had an in-house photographer. Now, do you use like another app to make your Insta posts kind of look cool? Oh, there's Or can you do it on Instagram itself? It depends. You can. Some of the people that are on Instagram now that are like, you know, influencers or they're, you know, they got millions of followers because their feeds have this cohesive look. Like every picture they post, you know, that's coming from so-and-so. Like you just recognize the, 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 the effect they have on all their pictures. Those kind of people are using apps, third-party apps okay. to add treatments to their pictures um, and, and, and use different kinds of filters. But it is difficult, a little bit more difficult just to use the built-in Instagram filters to achieve like a consistent look. Right. So you use the uh, third-party stuff. Some people are really into that. Yeah. I would advise against it because I've seen people actually get hung up on, oh, well, I, my Instagram feed doesn't look cohesive enough. And I'm like- Is that even a thing for marketing? It, I think it helps. If you look at a profile, you can tell they're a pretty legit Instagram user if all their pictures mm-hmm. are, are kind of filtered the same. But again, people are scrolling through their feed you got to figure out a way to get them to stop the scroll. If you think that's a pretty picture that has a, a cool filter on it, great. But maybe it's something more than that. Maybe the best thing, honestly, for Instagram that I've seen is pictures of faces. People still love yeah. to see smiling faces, pictures of your kids if you're comfortable with that. Uh, you know, If you can find a way to incorporate human elements into your social media content, whether it's a smiling face, uh, photography of people still outperforms the fancy filtered of the the Lake Erie sunset. You know? Anybody really killing it commercially on Insta? I can't name, well, I don't know that I would want to name just one account in yeah. particular. But, but what, locally, what are the ones that you like to watch? Oh, I love all the local folks like uh, the small businesses in Erie that are doing it, like the breweries and the restaurants yeah. and the coffee shops. They're doing a really good job of um, posting consistently and also communicating and interacting with one another, but also with their audience. So for instance, I love, you know, like uh, Lavery's Brewing Company. Okay. They post some really good food pictures, specifically on Tuesdays. They post their tacos. <laughs> Taco like, Tuesday. Oh man, every time that stops my thumb right I'm like, oh, that looks delicious. Is that right? Yeah. So they post a lot of food pictures, but that's okay because that, that gets me to stop my scroll. So, so if I took a picture of you right now, yes. your face... It, you know, I mean, that would be break your phone, cool, but you might know, but that likes. might be a cool, you know, you, look at he's smiling and that would be a cool Insta. Picture. It's it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I have put, you know, a lot There's of a lot of head, uh, a lot head, of light, yeah, head glare. Yeah. <laughs> might dress that up. But I, I mean, it's still it's crazy when I look even at my own Instagram, I'll spend time filtering a photo or adding, you know, yeah. something really cool. And it gets a decent amount of likes, but it's always the pictures of like myself or my family or my son that. Get yeah. people to stop and read. The greatster. The greatster, he's yeah. Amazing. He's amazing. So find ways to incorporate human elements. Those those people locally that are doing a good job, a lot of them are posting smiling customers coming into their shop for okay. coffee. Or, yeah. or smiling people, you know, saying, hey, this person bought but a cup of coffee But it doesn't here. have to be like the, the cool people. I mean, I could see a scenario where your your local paint store or yep. your or your 
you know, your contractor, yep. you know, uh, like a DBC, you know, where he's out there and they're having fun, you know, yep. uh, you know, doing a great kitchen. Right. Right. The, 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 the after photos are great. You know, when you have that beautiful oh, kitchen, right. yeah, and everything. Yeah. but I think people also want to see the behind the scenes stuff. They want to cool. see, yeah. they want to see the contractor covered in dirt <laughs> with the kitchen, a mess. I mean, right. how cool for me and maybe you as well, you guys think about how funny would it be if you were scrolling through and you saw someone like a DBC mm-hmm. show, like, you know, what a kitchen actually looks like mid construction. It's right. a wreck, you know, and maybe the contractor standing there with this look on his face, like, will we ever finish this job? And <laughs> it adds an element of authenticity that I think yeah. so many people miss out on because they're like, they want this perfectly polished picture. They want to make sure you see the best of the best, where a lot of people nowadays, they like to see the behind the scenes stuff. Well, I, I honestly think that might be the reason why our Facebook live feed is so popular. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 this is, this is the weirdest compliment I ever got. I really, somebody said, I really love to watch you on the radio <laughs> and, and it's like, and, and you know what they're talking right. about. Yeah. But like it, it, because, because especially like today, days like today where we don't have the radio hooked up. And so they're hearing all of our, you know, all of our conversations off mic. Yeah. You know, it's still it's on mic. It's, it's real. real. So the reality of it is cool. People, me, yeah. Let, people let, would rather follow the people like people who people would rather you be real than right. I, I really believe that. And I would rather see what I'm drawn to on Instagram specifically are the messy photos are right. the authentic behind the scenes look. And that I think is what draws people in because you show that you're real. It's authentic. And it's not always about being polished and perfect. It'd be interesting to see if we could track down by, um, you know, by, you know, when people put their city, yeah, you know, if who the biggest Instagram influencer is, I don't know. Is that an accessible, uh, fastest way to see probably who's making the biggest splash, uh, per city on Instagram would be if you can search, uh, by location tag, right? So if we clicked okay. on Erie PA, from there you can sort by most recent. But you know what's hard is, on popular. Instagram is is uh, is that it doesn't really have a great desktop you know, desktop it does functionality. It here's what it's good for on desktop is um, doing a little bit of hashtag research because okay you can click on the hashtag and it you can then sort by either most recent or most popular. So if I wanted to see who was making a splash in Erie, I would sort by most popular. And I would see, well, here's why they're in the most popular. Look at all the likes and the comments mm, they're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then I, you know, they would be considered probably a local influencer. Um, but yeah, desktop, it's, it's meant to be a mobile app. It always was. Uh, okay. But I use a desktop sometimes just to kind of sort through um, photos uh, around hashtags. When you're doing and again, when you're, when you're in the business of social media, it, you know, it helps that you can use these apps, whether it's, you know, uh, sprout social or, or what have you. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, yeah. But you don't need to have them. You know, people always think they need to have the fancy tools. They can do it with an internet connection and a mobile device, uh, just as well as anybody can. Okay. Uh, boy. Okay. Gosh. Now, now they're like, of course there's like these, these two levels of security. So it can't even, Oh yeah. You gotta um, authenticate. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to, trying to do this while i'm on the air it's not the all not the greatest thing to do here all right i'm just trying to see if we can find out who like the you know the big influencers are in erie you're saying just do a hashtag erie pa no use the um use the geotags if you search for erie and then type erie comma pennsylvania 
it'll show you the location, not the hashtag. So you can tag your location in a picture. I'm, I can't, I can't figure that out. Yeah, come on, come on over. Give me a, give me a tutorial. Uh, instead of you, uh, query, comment, Okay. Okay, there's there's the location tag. There yeah. it is. So if you click on that. Okay, so here's here's all the pictures. Right. Yeah. Those are the top pictures. Top posts. So yeah, this has got 104 likes. Exactly. And, and you and will see a little. A fair warning. You will see a little bit of everything on right. There. So so there's 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 the the governor with 234 yep. likes, but not nobody's like killing it. You know. Right. I mean, there are local quote unquote influencers that yeah. have a great following and that you kind of want them to share your post or you want them to be liking your, your pictures. But yeah, the, the fastest way to figure out who's, you know, killing it on Instagram is just to kind of go through and see uh, geolocations, who's posting and how many people are liking it. Yeah. Uh, and this, a little, this tip. looks like somebody that was at uh, celebrate Erie. Yep. Uh, you know, Sammy L sour, right. You know, got 523 likes. Yeah. But, you know, my daughter gets, like, crazy right. likes on Insta. Well, so. the, the younger generation, I mean, yeah. Instagram is, like, right now, one of the hottest social networks out there. Um, but to go back to that, what you just yeah. did right there, Joel, I would, just a little uh, tip for folks that are using Instagram. If you're trying to use it for your business yeah. and you're wondering um, how to kind of get started, the biggest thing for me that I try to preach to people is before you worry about what you're going to share and what you're going to post, you need to be interacting with people. Community right. engagement that's, that's is huge. Thing. And the easiest thing, that's what I use the desktop for when I'm doing Instagram is I go in there and I look under Erie, Pennsylvania and I go through and I just comment on people's stuff. That's amazing. Um, if they took, cause obviously it's a public facing account. So they're, they're expecting that right. if they took a great picture of an Erie sunset or they were at celebrate Erie, however you can, um, interact with people from your business or your brand. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being at our event. Great picture of the sunset. That looks delicious. Thanks for stopping by. That's called a community engagement, and that is what I try to teach people they need to do more of, specifically on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so here's somebody who put their ad on on Instagram. I'm I'm not thinking that that's – it's got five no. likes. Right. I don't think that's right. and it's just doing a text, anything for right. me. It's just right? a text. I If I were to revamp that, I'd say – Show somebody with biting the, into the pizza, right. the sauce squirting out of the side, maybe a big red stain on their shirt. Well, that would always be me. Yeah, right. That's real. And <laughs> that, that's going to draw me more draw. than that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or someone's face to family. And then you and, could put in the comments, hey, get 20% off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or have not, fun and we, not, not, not that we're, you know, dissing anybody's, but I mean, we got this social media expert. We're going we're gonna to get the... Get the quotes. Let me let me see what else is out there as far as these. Uh, uh, this QQ is for young Chinese. Yeah, Tumblr uh, is six hundred and forty two yeah. million um, um, uh, monthly uh, users, active users. And I don't touch Tumblr. That that's it's kind still of around. Like Tumblr's been around a, a while. It kind of is. It's, it was almost. It's almost like a. I want to say like a micro blog. Like you right. can kind of post anything and everything there, but. It's really for a niche audience. Some people find a lot of success using it. Okay. I've never had a client or anybody say, hey, can you help me with my Tumblr? Because I think right. a lot of people don't understand how to use it. But there are people out there that use it very well. But it's really for like a niche audience as okay. far as how you use it to reach your, your customers. Q-Zone, again, China. TikTok. Okay, well, I got I got yeah, to Tell me up. about TikTok, Joel. Got, you can educate so, me. Uh, so 500 million uh, active users a month and... Uh, 
it was it's a rising music video social network, right? Yeah. And it's it's all the rave because my nephew Giovanni is into it. I'm gonna play this video. I'm gonna you, you'll be able to hear the audio. Okay, uh, Chris. This video here got seven and a half million views out of out of uh, 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 Fairview. Pennsylvania, right? So let's let's see if I can get this to go here. Okay, hold on a second. I gotta get get the audio up. Okay, so so basically it's you know, football players normally warming up is what it's saying. (laughs) And so it's just kind of kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And then when the cheerleaders walk in, he's like really going for it. <laughs> so that's the end of the video. He's got 1.6 million likes, um, 10.9 thousand, so 10,900 comments. Wow. And uh, and and views are like, uh, you know, like I said, sure. 7.5 million views. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and 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 again. So th- that's TikTok, and again, that's I think that's just kind of the thing right now. TikTok is very hot with the you know the high school to early right. college demographic, and that just goes to show you, Joel, that like we spend a lot of time figuring out how to make a post go viral, but there is no science behind no. what makes it go viral. There are best oh practices gosh. on how to you know set up the post, how to share it, you know how to make the caption work, which hashtags to use. But you never know what people are going to connect with and share and share some more and then send to their friends and their friends are going to share it. That sounds like your your I, nephew just just hit gold with that and somebody connected with it. It is high school football season right now. So right. I guess a lot of people are probably thinking about that. He's a that. good looking kid yeah. and, and, and he just caught on to something here. But I find it interesting that TikTok has more active viewers than like Twitter. So yes. uh, Sina Weibo is number 11 Chinese. There's Twitter. There it is. Yeah. 335 million uh, monthly active users. Uh, again, it is has replaced the RSS feed yeah. for uh, you know keeping track of the news. Yeah, it's it's how I read the news. Yeah, me too. But boy, Twitter drives me crazy a lot. Yeah, because people are so mean on Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter's a, an, an ideal place for for cyberbullying and people injecting their two cents and opinions about things. Twitter to me, when I describe people to people, how to use Twitter, it's like the water cooler, you know, you're st- like the, at, in the office environment, you're standing yeah. around the water cooler talking about the game last night. You're standing around the water cooler talking about, you know, research that it was found about sleep patterns and things like that. It's, it's the place to be though. If you want to follow a live event, one of my favorite things to do on Tuesday nights during the show, undercover billionaires is to sit on Twitter yes, and just watch what people are saying around watch the, the hashtag. Hi, the hashtag, right? Yes. And Super Bowl. you know, it's fun to jump on there. It's just kind of fun to follow real time events on Twitter to see what people are saying. But sometimes, like you said, it gets a little nasty. Yeah. And, and again, there, it is, you know, if the politics of Twitter are generally going to be, uh, left, uh, not just left to center, but fully left. And so, yeah. uh, you, you know, if you, if you don't believe in those politics, exactly. beware because right. you could just totally get things like ratioed. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I don't even know what that means, yeah. but I, I don't want to scare people away from yeah. Twitter. I love Twitter and I've met people mm-hmm. I've, I've divulged and, and, um, consumed a lot of information on there. Uh, it, it's a great 
social network for customer service. It's not like an ideal, like marketing, I'm going to get my message out there to my audience. But if you're looking for a tool to use to get instant feedback and to communicate with people very easily, Twitter's a great place to do that. I've had several stories where I go on Twitter because I'm either happy or unhappy about an experience or a product. Airlines. Yes. And you tweet and you can always tell the good from the bad because Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll never reply. But I've had a lot of instances specifically with like Apple, which no one's surprised that Apple's got great customer service. They will solve my problem through Twitter DMs. And I love the potential there for companies and brands and businesses to use Twitter as a customer service tool, because it is really like, almost like you said, an RSS feed kind of instant information, back and forth communication. Uh, and I see you have this gigantic corporation who's talking to you. Exactly. I I've used it for Verizon support. Sure. And they probably have a whole team. Like a lot of these big corporations have a whole team of customer service, social media people, but Twitter has been a, a big part, even the local scene, a lot of local leaders mm-hmm. use Twitter uh, here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. They use it a lot. I was just at the Erie homecoming event a few weeks ago and I loved sitting there uh, and watching the people that were talking about Erie homecoming and mm-hmm. just watching that hashtag, uh, a lot of local leaders and people not just from Erie, but even around the globe talking about the event. Reddit, 330 million active. You use Reddit at all? Isn't I've that used like it for a few times. Yeah, it's a great, um, like, what I want to say, like a forum. It's like a, okay. a forum, lots of threads with helpful information. You can get lost in, in Reddit forums, yeah. though. A lot of these are time wasters, <laughs> yes, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Gosh, it's Facebook is such a time waster yeah, for me. I know. Bido Tiba is Chinese. Uh, LinkedIn. What do you LinkedIn. think about LinkedIn I for professionals? I really, really into LinkedIn right now. I actually just posted earlier today to my blog about uh, three tips on using LinkedIn uh, legitimately, basically. And LinkedIn, again, used to be like your your online resume. Like right. you just yes. had a LinkedIn because your college professor, your college career coach said, you need to have a LinkedIn because you never know, you might get discovered out there. But now LinkedIn is definitely becoming more of a place to consume and create content. Okay. Um, they have not yet adopted an algorithm like we talked about earlier to where they control what you see. So really it's just real time. It's still organic in the sense that if I post something about, you know, a guest I'm having on the radio or a sale I'm having at my shop, a lot of people that are using LinkedIn and there's a lot more people on there than you think are going to see it. So LinkedIn's a great place also to kind of be like your professional social network. So obviously if someone goes to my Instagram. I don't want to. I don't want to see your birthday picture. Right. No, that's not, there's no place for that on LinkedIn, yeah. really. But um, if I'm working on a research paper or yeah. I'm on this show and it connects my my professional your, yeah, life, your boss, yeah, your, I would your, put that on job. LinkedIn because it it shows that I'm active on LinkedIn and it also shows that I'm involved professionally with other professionals. So a couple more. There's yeah. five left. Viber, uh, six two hundred sixty million uh, users. Again, it's like a, a social messaging app. Snapchat, two hundred fifty five million monthly users. Yeah, is Snapchat going away or is it still hot? I still think there's a generation and a, a group of 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 um, users that are using it um, a lot. They sort of got beat out by Instagram when Instagram came out with the okay. stories element. A lot of That's people, including me, said, OK, I'm going to choose one or the other. Yeah. I'm going to go the Instagram route. But there's still a lot of the younger demographic that use Snapchat to like communicate solely through Snapchat. We're talking about social media. Uh, Chris Norris, uh, so thankful that you're sticking around for a little bit because I want to talk about Undercover Billionaire and just a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, your role there. Now, you, uh, again, as we watched, uh, 
was it the first show or maybe the second show is when, you know, you got an interview with mm -hmm. uh, Glenn Bryant. Glenn Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> formerly known as Glenn Bryant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about your experience again? Don't give away any of the, of uh, the, the spoilers. Yeah. I, again, I walked into that interview with minimal background as to who uh, I was meeting with or what kind of the whole background was. As far as I knew, there was a gentleman coming to Erie, Pennsylvania, who wanted to start a small business. And he had obviously heard about uh, the uprising in the, in the entrepreneur scene here in Erie and the small business scene. And I was like, well, that's great that people are coming to Erie to try to start a business. Like, were you, were you like wigged out by the, all the TV cameras? Well, the way it was advertised to me was that he wanted to film some of it, which nowadays that doesn't intimidate me in any way because people okay. video everything, right? I mean, you want to document it. I'm videoing myself right now because uh, <laughs> I'm on the Joel Natale show. That's you know, awesome. this, is, this is great for the archives. But so no, that didn't weird me out until I realized it was more than just um, people with their camcorders. Like it was a legit yeah. film crew. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, this, this is like a production. Um, but as far as Glenn, the first time I met him, Really nice guy, uh, down to earth. I I'm pretty good at judging people's character initially, and I mm -hmm. got a good vibe from Glenn. And I was wanting to know more about his story. And the biggest question I had was, why Erie? Like, why did you yeah. why did you choose Erie? How did you hear about Erie? So the interview went great. He gave me a little bit of information about what he was trying to accomplish here in Erie. What kind of restaurant or store or small business? Yeah, he, he was, was really he was really hoping to do that brewery. The brewery, right? yes. And he had mentioned that early on. Uh, when, when we met and kind of wanted to know how I could help him, mm -hmm. uh, accomplish his goal. All right. So, um, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, he's asking you to work for, you know, you, you know, with, because of, he, he smiled at you. Like, yeah. I mean, what is that? What, you know, when, when there was no cash, you know, to, you know, that he wanted you to kind of get some sweat equity in it. How did you go for that? You know? Yeah, it was interesting because I uh, I was wondering the same thing. Like, you know, is this is this going to be a long term thing? I was at the time employed full time somewhere else, yeah. so I didn't know how that was going to work. But uh, he he just had a way about kind of rallying you, and uh, he he kind of made us all feel like he was really counting on us. We weren't yeah. just a small piece of the puzzle; we were the foundation of whether or not he was going to pull like this. He off. had the vision. And yes. he needed you. He was building a team Correct. and you wanted to be a part of that. Team. Right. Because there was never an element of like, listen, I'm a micromanager and I'm going to tell you what to do and I need you to work for me. He was very upfront, as you've probably been able to tell from the show, that he was not completely educated on everything that needed to go into Interesting. starting yeah. a business. So he was really relying on us. And I would assume I speak for most of the folks on the team that I'm motivated by that. When I know that someone's really relying on me and my skills, it's a great opportunity for me to showcase my skills, not only to benefit him, but also to kind of reassure myself like, Hey, I can do this. I can help. Yeah. I can help people achieve their goals um, from a marketing perspective. So I was, for better terms, up for the challenge. Um, and you are the marketing guy. Like, you're doing it. Yeah, there was different elements of marketing that went into spreading the word yeah. about the, I guess, first and foremost, the Rib Fest was kind of step right. one, which yeah. you're going to see more develop uh, in the coming episodes. Okay. But yeah, we're still doing it right now, mostly from a social media perspective, but it was the tight timeline and everything that mm. kind of happened that people are obviously seeing on the show. Right. It was, that was my, my baby. Like, Hey, Chris, spread the word. How are you going to tell people about what we're trying to do here? The restaurant we're trying to open the ribs and the barbecue that we're going to make at Rib right. Fest. 
do your thing, Chris. And he kind of gave me a blank slate to, to do that. Now, in this last episode, I guess he ripped, he opened a can on you. <laughs> he did. And yeah. he really <laughs> was kind of yelling at you. And, and some people were really put off by that. How were you on all that? <laughs> yeah, I got some messages from people that were interesting. And uh, I, I assured them that everything was fine. Um, okay. It was, it was. Have a, you ever encountered that kind of vitriol toward you? No, no, in, I haven't. In all of your career? I have not, not really. Um, I'm obviously a non-confrontational person, um, you know, based on my, my faith background and my yeah. beliefs, I definitely try to approach everybody with as much grace <laughs> as possible, <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and give them the benefit of the doubt. And I knew that, gosh, if I was under stress, I couldn't imagine the amount of stress Glenn was under, right. uh, trying to pull this off. I mean, I, it was apparent to me at that point that there was a ton of pressure on him and, uh, a lot of moving parts. I was one of those moving parts trying to get some answers from him. And I walked into that meeting thinking I was going to get those answers. Uh, but I did get those answers, but yeah. things obviously went in a different direction. Glenn was frustrated, but at the end of the day, what he was telling me was true. You know, you're mm. not going to get answers or get business or get success by waiting around. So it was a tough lesson for me to learn. I obviously I didn't love his delivery of it, yeah, but yeah. You know, tough love and it is what it is. I still have a ton of respect for Glenn and um, we had a great conversation. So, so, we're, so everybody's wondering if you're okay. Oh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, it I takes mean, a lot to rattle after, me. He went after RJ in an yeah. earlier episode. Right, and, right. You know. It, it takes a lot. Yeah, everybody loves RJ. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I said to RJ. I'm like, yeah, everyone loves you, and I'm I'm still kind of <laughs> new to the to the scene here, and you know, and I I, I have a, a reputation to build, and, and right. uh, you know, everyone saw that. Now they're like sympathetic towards me, but it's all good. Um, it takes a lot to rattle me, sure. and I well, good for you. I yeah, mean, it was it was fine, and the the best thing about that at least it shows how much grit you have. Seriously, to yeah. to endure that kind of onslaught, right? And and honestly, I left the meeting you know, with my tail between my legs in some regard, but I also mm -hmm. left the meeting with all the answers I needed yeah. to get to work. Obviously also with a little fire under my butt. Cause I said, okay, he gave me the information I needed and I'm getting a sense that he doesn't know if I'm going to pull it off. So I'm going to get to work and show him that now that you've given me what I need, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Now. You're going to, so, you're going to uh, over deliver. Yeah. So I, I, awesome. I like to think that's hopefully going to happen. Um, no spoiler alerts, but yeah. yeah, it was okay. an interesting, awkward conversation, but it made for great TV, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're hearing. So, all right. So, um, and again, is there something that you learned from, and now that you kind of know who this guy is, um, you know, is there something that we can take away as far as marketing or using social media that that uh, the everyday Joe, whether they want, they're running a small business or just want to en enhance their profile on social media? Is there anything that you learned through all that experience? Yeah. Given the tight timeline that we had, uh, the biggest thing I wanted to do was obviously get our message out there. But we are new to the to the eerie. Yeah, we're brand, like Top right. Eerie so brand new. Right. Exactly. So you, you don't want to just show up at a party and try to steal the show. You want to show up and you want to make friends and you want to communicate with people and you want to show people from the beginning that you're not there to try and, for lack of better terms, steal business from other people. Okay. So one of the things I really wanted to focus on with, with the, um, the social media account specifically was let's make sure that we are talking 
with people before we're talking at them. Mm. So I was very intentional in interacting with other um, small businesses in Erie, supporting other local events that were happening through our platform. So, so as you were tweeting, you were saying, make sure that you you know Absolutely. go to this event or yes. that you support totally. this nonprofit. Right, because for a while there, to be honest, we didn't have a whole lot of like content or information mm. to share, but we had a public-facing profile set up. So I'm like, well, how can I use that to gain followers without ever having to post it. And that really brings up, you know, and again, we have two minutes that really brings up this concept of you really have to be deliberate and intentional when you're using social media as a business, or if you want to raise your profile and that especially creating a schedule and a grid of what you're following. Talk about that. Yeah. So setting up, I always encourage people don't get hung up on what you're going to post. Get hung up on spending time communicating with other people, talking with other people, commenting on other posts. You should be spending, if you only have 30 minutes a day to commit to social media, 20 of those 30 minutes should actually be spent talking to people, commenting on people. Thanks for taking a picture at our store. Congratulations on opening your second location. Beautiful picture of the sunset in Erie. You know, instead of trying to always sell. Are you saying that from the from the business or from you as a person? From the business. Because okay. it it personalizes the business. Right. So if I'm talking and I'm saying great sunset picture, uh, it makes uh, more Paul Gibbons, exactly. which, you know, of course, Paul's amazing a personal yeah. friend, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It personalizes the brand. I tell people to, to try to share before you sell. Share, you know, share value to people in their feeds. Nothing is more attractive to me, to a business than by them sharing and adding value to my life. You know, Mm. if I see them adding free recipes and I'm like, I love the stuff they share. I'm actually going to walk to the front door and try their food because they've added so much value to my social media feeds that I feel like I owe it to them to at least go and support them because they're not shouting and selling at me. They're actually giving me helpful information and they even comment sometimes on my on my post. So work on being human, um, use social media as a tool and not like a time suck. Use it as a way to communicate with your customers. Don't get hung up on, well, I don't have anything to post. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I bet you have something to say yeah. and you've got people that support you. So if I can be of any help, that is what I preach to people like, Hey, let's sit down and have a conversation about who you're trying to reach, how you can reach them. Um, where they're hanging out at is maybe you're spending all this time on Facebook and your audience is on Instagram, or maybe wow. you're trying to do something on Twitter and maybe and there's tools YouTube. that you can kind of find that out. Totally. Yes. It, I mean, you can always just ask people as they're walking in, what's your favorite social media well, app or whatever. Usually I start with a conversation. I say, yeah. let's sit down and have coffee. And, and I ask people about their customer, like personify your customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they'll say, okay, uh, it's a woman. I say, okay, well, we're going to name her Karen or something. And yeah. how old is she? Well, she's most women that come in our store are between 45 and 60. Okay. Yeah. She's Karen. She's a 45 to 60 year old. Does she have kids? And we, we like literally personify Absolutely. this person. And then I take that information. I say, okay, now I'm going to go do my homework and tell you that that woman is on Pinterest. Exactly. <laughs> So we need to spend time on Pinterest because that's right. where your audience is. So it always just starts with a conversation. And that's what I enjoy about what I'm doing now. It's just working with people. Nothing is cooler to me than seeing a business or a brand, like the light bulb go off yeah. and them to realize, oh my gosh, I can make social media work for me for all this time. I've been using it as like a time suck. It takes up so it much time. It takes a lot of time. And people that are running small businesses or nonprofits, mm. they don't have time. Mm. So if I can be a tool to help people put some pieces together in the puzzle and help them use social media as a tool and not the time suck that we talked about. Um, that's what I love doing. So how do I get a hold of you? Uh, easiest Where thing, are you on social media? <laughs> well, I'm everywhere. Where, um, but you have a website too? I do have a website, ChristopherJNorris.com. Um, 
that's where all my information and fancy schmancy mm-hmm. stuff is. But they could search for you on Facebook as well. Yeah, you have it, a page. It, I do. No, I don't have a page yet. Just okay. a personal profile. I would honestly recommend if folks are on Instagram, uh, Christopher J Norris on Instagram, only because I actually use my Instagram feed primarily to provide social media tips and tricks. Wow. So people um, can go there if they're looking for ways to enhance what they're already mm-hmm. trying to do on social media. I give away a lot of free information because again, I want to add value. But if they want to, wanna, if they want to get a hold of you for a consult. Yeah. Check out my website, ChristopherJNorris.com, or you can email me at Chris at ChristopherJNorris.com. I would love to work with people and, and help them use social media better. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm.